Brian Hard in L.A. Word. Cleveland, Chicago, and Yotown is on fire. Word, word, word. Atlanta proper. Word. And in Miami, we are moving something. <laughs> It's your man, Brother Red. We kicking in the motherfucking door today with my man, the DOX Docs. Talk to him. What it do? What it do? What it do? No vultures, fam. What it do? Brother Red, let's get with it. Let's get with it. All right, man. Let's let me... turn this mother out. <laughs> exactly. And you know, we got to give a big shout out. We got to give a big up props to MC Hammer. I ain't going to lie, Docs. And Hammer at his peak, I, it was like, I love Hammer when he first came out. Turn this mother out, that first album. You know, I ain't gonna lie, I was hating on him, you know, with the KFC commercials in the cartoon. I'm like, come on, Hammer. But he got his bread and he helped a lot of his people. And Hammer always stayed 100. You know what I'm saying? Always respectful. You ain't never hear uh, no crazy stuff out of Hammer's camp. Is that fair to say, Docs? That's 100% facts. And I went to the concert at the turn. Center. Yeah, yeah. But, and who was on that bill? Because that was, that was a hell of a bill when Hammer came. Who was on that bill? Yeah, I can't think of who I was on the bill, but uh, let me think. Was, new, was BBD or was a New Edition was on that bill? I was getting ready to say it was BBD. And I think New Kids on the Block as well, right? New kids on the block, yes. Sir. Yeah, that I mean that that was a block. I remember when they came to Hearns. That was especially any teenager. Like you, you can act brothers and niggas. Y'all can act hard if you want. BBD was the shit. You know, Hammer was the shit. And you know what? It's crazy because it was like younger teenage. You know, if you were a boy and you was the age of maybe twelve to about fourteen, fifteen. You probably hella hated on New Kids on the Block because it's like ah, because you know, all the girls love them. But like I know my older brothers, like cats who were older, who they weren't threatened by those young dudes. You know what I'm saying? Because they was like, hey, them what little white boys can sing. They was like, hey, hey, them little white boys. You know what I'm saying? Them little white boys can sing. Now us, because we was in the same pocket generation, we was like ah, oh, you know, fuck New Kids on the Block. But the, like you know, cats older than us, they they actually like New Kids on the Block because they was like, hey. Little white boys can sing, right? Facts, and yeah, they can say. But yeah, we hated on them. I know at least my generation. <laughs> we could not stand song, no. Please you know, don't go, girl. My new kids on the block. Oh, uh, little Joey with little Joey. Please don't go, girl. Hey, hey, boy. You will be with my whole world. Oh hell yeah! Uh, him and Jordan, yeah. them motherfuckers, boy. But little Joey, he was like a uh, little white Michael. Although he can't fuck I with Mike. Let's be let, let's just be clear. Let's be clear, people. Little Joey cannot fuck with Michael Jackson, little Michael Jackson in any way. Let's be clear. He's not touching who, little who Mike. Would, who and, would even 
Who would even say that? Well, I was just saying, you know, almost close uh, to the effect of little Michael, you know, like when little Joey would have his parts, it was like, oh shit, you know, the, that, his ass could sing. He was probably the best singer almost, out of all of them. I almost walked off, I almost walked off the podcast. <laughs> Well, why? Why? Because like when Lil Mike, when Mike did his shit, it's like, come on, man, ain't nobody. I don't think, honestly, I don't know that I've ever heard a better voice than Jackson Five, Michael Jackson. Like, uh, like when he sung, "Been the two of us need live no more." Like that shit. Oh, Period. Yeah. Like there has not been like a more no, heavenly no. voice. I've never heard a more beautiful voice than like young Jackson five, Michael Jackson. Like that shit was like, it's so pure. You know what I'm saying? It was like a little angel singing. That would be Mike. The only, only guys, since we're going to go ahead and talk about it, we talking about music. The only dudes I think, I think that could like fuck with Mike. Like as far as that voice where it's like, damn, that's just beautiful. Would be like, um, the DeBarge, like El DeBarge and his brother from Switch. Like that one song, uh, uh, I Call yeah. Your Name. Yeah. Bobby. He, yeah. Yeah. Um, them two, like like DeBarge, you know what I'm saying? Like, because um, El, El could hit them notes too, you know what I'm saying? El was like so smooth with that falsetto. And then really the only other one I can think of that could you could say is at least in the ballpark of Mike. And that's why them niggas was so cold was New Edition, uh, uh, Ralph Tresman. When that nigga did Candy Girl and uh, uh, Cool It Now, like that little nigga, like, yeah, come on. Or we're lost in love, time and again, it hurts me. Facts. Yeah. You'll be my reason for starting again, again. Boy, was, I forgot about that song. Yeah, boy, the lost in love, boy. That was. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, hell yeah, boy. And you know, people forget. Um, and big up props to New Edition. By the way, I know that their uh, Michael Bivens, I guess, has got a uh, documentary coming out pretty soon. Um, and they was one of the really, they was really the first hip hop group to fully embrace the uh. That or not hip hop, but the R and B group to fully embrace hip hop, and they even said it like their slogan: "Hip hop smoothed out on the R and B tip, with a pop appeal to it." You know what I'm saying? So those cats, like they set the foundation, and people got to remember. Um, Docs, do you remember um, which movie New Edition starred in? It was a rap movie, one of the very first rap movies of all. It one of the you know what I mean classic rap movie. Back in the day, remember which one that they uh, uh they were part of, and they, and, they, and LL Cool J was in it. Um, I want I think Sheila E. My I got to job my memory because it's been a minute since I've seen the movie. Right. Uh, I want to say crazy, Sheila right? E. was in it. I know uh, Run DMC was in it. I believe the Fat Boys was in it. It's a classic hip hop movie. Come on, man. I believe Curtis Blow was in it. It's a, it's a classic. Folks, why do we not have... The new edition, not the new edition movie. No, no, no. I'm talking about a classic hip-hop movie that they starred in when they was younger. Like, they was in the movie. 
the niggas won the talent show. That's what I was alluding to. Is like in this movie, even though it's a hip hop movie, these niggas won the talent show. What was that? Um... See, why do we have? See, we you know we bring docs on Metro. for the sport. We bring we would bring docs in for the sports and occasional music. <laughs> Crush groove, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to jog his memory. He don't remember one of the most famous hip hop movies. Probably, you know, for some people, might be the most famous hip hop movie of all time. Unless you're just a pure hip hop hit, Crush Groove. Come on, man. Hey man. Now, of course, we got Fat Five Freddy came out with Wild Style, which is like the template. But yeah, come on, cr- Crush Grooving, body moving. Played Fat Boys earlier this morning. That's why it's so fun. Yeah, I'm saying, how you not gonna remember Crush Groove? Yeah, we are. I married now. I wore that that VHS tape out. You know when that came out. Yeah, I rented that from Al's video. I don't know how many times. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wasn't even thinking about them boys. That yeah. video, that movie. All right, man. Hey, now, uh, we set up with Hammer, and then we got off track a little bit talking about music, but we set up with Hammer with the intro because, of course, what we saw in Texas last weekend, I'll let you go ahead because I know that you're excited about this. What happened last week in, uh, I believe it was Fort Worth, that's got the college football world on fire? The original Big Eight, the original Big Eight Colorado Buffaloes came to a, a Power Five school and beat the sleeves off of them. That's what happened, and and it was a. You know what? I ain't gonna say that. I'm gonna say for the first game of the season, it was a great game for both teams. Even though they say TCU didn't have their team from last year, it don't matter. Well, Colorado played. Go ahead, go ahead. Even though my partner I was talking to, he said they gave up two hundred and thirty yards rushing. That was two fifty rushing. Okay, I understand that, but at the right time, that D line and back and court make great stops, right? That is true. That is true. They got okay. stops. When, they and got then, stops when they needed. Also, know. And then we also know on one side of the field we'll be shut down, correct? Well, I can't. I, I I'm not going to well, say. Now listen, I'm not going to say uh, that Travis Hunter is not. I'm not going to say that Travis Hunter is not uh, the best cornerback or defensive back in the country. I do believe that he is the best. I mean, I think it's pretty clear uh, by what we saw. He he's the best defensive back in the country. Um, now I'm not gonna say that his side of the field is totally off limits to every single team that Colorado may face. Now, because we know, um, you know, the Pac-12, even though it's kind of a let's be honest, it's a shit conference, but at least for this year, it looks like they might have the best bunch of quarterbacks as a collective. Not saying, you know, now Caleb Williams is, he won the Heisman last year, right? And yeah. he is looking like uh, 
you know, he's going to be definitely in the hunt this year for sure. Um, you got the kid from North Carolina, Drake May. Um, but outside of that, I'm talking about a collective of quarterbacks for a conference. They might have the best collection of, of quarterbacks. So Colorado is going to see some, you know what I'm saying? They're going to see some some pretty good aerial attacks. And like we can use USC. I don't know that they're not going to throw his way the whole game. I'm sure they're going to have some stuff dialed up. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to have stuff dialed up to where it's like, yeah, we're not we're not picking on Travis Hunter, but I don't think that like Lincoln Riley and USC is going to say we're absolutely not going to throw the ball over there where he's at any time. They're going to take well, some shots at him. But brother Red, at the same time, it's because it's Heisman versus Heisman candidate going in that game. They're going to test him about eight nine times in that game. Yeah. Believe you me. They're going to test him. Yeah, so that, that's all, that's why I say I don't know if, you know, you, you know he just totally shuts down the side of the field. I mean, that I mean you got to work up into that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I ain't seen a lot of college guys where they say, okay, that whole side so, of the field is. Okay, Fred. So, on that note, next week they got Nebraska. Yes. Big eight every game. Yes. Personal game. That's big eight football right there. This is personal. Yes, it is. Forget all of the X's and O's. This is Big Eight football. These people are coming out from Big Eight days. Well, this you know, the old grandparents uh, coming to these games because this is Big Eight football. This is rivalry. This is history. So who you got? Who who do you think is going to take take the W? Uh, uh, this this uh, uh Saturday, who do you think is going to win? Uh, Colorado or Nebraska? Well, at the at the post conference, dude said, "I got receipts," and then he was talking to his team just the other day because I followed him and he said this week coming up he wants to make sure every light on the scoreboard works. Uh, so you know what that means, don't you? And you talking about Coach Prime said that? Yes, to his team. He wants to make sure every light on the scoreboard works this weekend coming up. Well, so I, I, I know that... uh entertain what that means. You know what that means. He got receipts and didn't the Nebraska coach talk real bad about Dion and what he was doing in the portal and he wasn't a college coach and he got the job just because his name uh in fact uh he he uh he did and and now he seems to be backtracking a little bit because I you know I pulled up a couple things real quick and now Matt rule has high praise for Dion you know these are stories from just a couple days ago um he watched that game. Now, but I know what you're talking about from this summer. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because I know, like, this summer, he was, you know, he was pretty critical and had, and he had some choice words. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. Because, so, cause, you know, because he, he definitely, they're gonna, yeah. Go ahead. Colorado's going to. That defense, they're gonna make that, that defense is gonna show up this week. It's gonna, it's gonna, like he was saying, he got guys that didn't even play last week. I was like, damn. He was like, that's how we're deep. They just didn't play because we didn't need them to play. Shit. All right. Okay. So you got some, so you got some dogs just, just ready to come out their cage and chew on some things. Okay. So I'm pretty much sure. They won't. Nebraska won't have 250 yards rushing this week coming up. I'm pretty much. I, I can. I can bet your house on it, brother Red. 
that you said Nebraska won't have 250 yards rushing? Correct. Yeah. Um, I, I uh, That's going to be the thing. That, and that's what I was going to talk about. I think with, with Colorado, um, you cannot – you're not going to survive giving up that many yards on the ground. Um, and that's and that's going to be the thing I think for the first couple years under Coach Prime is the development of both the offensive and defensive lines. I I, I, I I got I got full faith. You know he gonna get, you know he gonna get speed. He gonna he's gonna get the Travis Hunters. He's gonna get I think he's gonna get good elite quarterbacks. Yeah, especially the the black kids that are playing quarterback. You know what I'm saying? They come. You see who his kicker is, don't you? You see who his still kicker is? Who do you? No, I didn't notice Jay that. Jay Tickley's uh, one of the best kickers in NFL history. Yeah, well, I'm saying, and, and that's another. See, that's another thing I think people really need to open their eyes to about Coach Prime. And I'm aware of this because I have a son who is uh, getting ready to be in high school. Um, but one of the things that you're noticing more and more, I think, if people really open up their eyes. There are a lot of second and third generation um, players out there in major college, um, particularly in football, um, where their uh, dad was an NFL player. You know what I'm saying? Right. And yep. see those guys. Yeah. Guess where they get? Guess where they going to? Yeah, the first person they're going to be talking to is Coach Prime because you know Coach Prime going to tell them, say, look, you know, I know what it takes to get to where we been. Yep. And you Period. know that and thing is what what he did with his staff is he's got a good uh collection of pro experienced yeah. talent yeah. and yeah. college guys who can hit that recruiting trail, can you know really get after the young guys, you know, to get them to want to come there, but when they get there, man, they're getting some really good institutional knowledge from like proven NFL dudes that are legit, not not just the flash in the pan. You know, ain't no Rex Ryans on his camp. Ain't no just shit talk. He's got like the old crotchety white dudes that just coach, like straight up coaching motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Not not the, you know, and, that, and that's the thing. Um, he, he's assembled his staff very well. So if he can, if he can get that O-line and D-line straight, I can see within about three years, uh, once everything kind of shakes out with all these major conferences, I could see them maybe being uh, the powerhouse of the Big 12. What do you think about that? Yeah, and and you know what he you know what he said. He's got he got he's working the outside in. Is what he said. He's working the outside in, right? So now, now I think within the next two seasons, he's going to have. He's gonna go. He's gonna get the athlete. Yeah, yeah. That's he's he gonna get the speed. He's gonna go for the lineman now. Yeah, he's he gonna get the speed. The speed is coming. Yeah, the speed is coming. Receivers, D backs, uh, running backs. Oh, oh, the speed is coming. All that talent is. Them dogs are coming. He needs them dogs up front. A line. Yeah, yeah. In the trenches, they exactly. Next season, the, the trench warfare. He's mature too. They coming. All right. Well, hey. Um, do you have the schedule pulled up for Colorado? Do you have it pulled up? Yeah. All right. Game three. Well, all right, let's go. Let's go down. We know they won. We're already 1-0. Game two, Nebraska, who you got? 
I got Colorado. Okay, I'm going to agree with you. I think Matt Rule ran his mouth, um, and he shot his load off this summer. Um, a part of, you know, basically that good old boys. And that's the reason why we chose turn this mother out, because that's what Dion did to college football. He turned y'all out. Lee Corso, Paul Feinbaum, uh, you guys that want to hold on to this old narrative. And, and really, y'all are bringing up shit and trying to – you're talking about Deion Sanders as if he was Deion Sanders from Florida State as a yeah. 20-year-old, you know, young kid. You know, like I heard Paul right. Feinbaum's right. comments – and, you know, he can say what he wants about, well, you know, I'm not going to say which uh, athletic directors said this or that. Nah, dude, uh, I don't know that a lot of those athletes – I think Paul Feinbaum, that's more your opinion. And that's the problem with ESPN as far as trying to act like they are a news source all the time when basically, man, it's come – they've become basically um, glorified podcasters giving their opinions That's and it. shit. You're not a journalist. Y'all have switched from being journalists to opinion people. So Paul Feinbaum, dude, you're sitting there talking about, oh, they didn't want all the problems. and blah. Deion Sanders has never caused problems anywhere he's been. Now, he may have had franchises um, bite their fingernails and toenails about how much they're going to have to pay him because he might have said, hey, you know what? I'll walk if I don't get paid. Um, but as far as actual problems, I haven't even in his professional career. Do you remember hearing about anything with Deion Sanders where he's actually caused any problems in a locker room with anybody or any trouble? I don't recall no, Deion ever getting in no trouble, no drinking and driving. Um, None of that. Yeah, I mean, you could say, "Oh, he has a few women." Okay, yeah, he liked the ladies. All right, all right. What famous man don't like the ladies? Okay, fine. Right. But like outside of that, I mean, like I don't really. There's no dirt you can really throw on Coach Prime. So, like, all this stuff, yeah, all that stuff. Like, he ran a clean program at uh, uh, Jackson State. All he did was make that program better. And he left it in better position than when he found it. Yeah. Facts. You know, um, I the only negativity was when they was mad because he was leaving. And he so he went ahead and exposed them. You know, he was talking about how, you know, there's powers that be at these black universities that – when it's time to break off the paychecks to the coaches for, you know, their cuts of gate revenues and stuff like that, they weren't getting paid, even though he's like, Hey, it says that we got to hit a certain percentage of seats or tickets sold in these stadiums and then we'll get paid. So how come Jackson state sells out everywhere we go? And yet myself and my coaches aren't getting our split of the gate as part of the contract. So if you want to call that a problem, I don't see how speaking up about your bread. <laughs> the correct way. Exactly. He didn't, I mean, and I ain't dogging Ed Reed because Ed Reed just came with the gorilla funk. Ed Reed just, you know, now he didn't pull As no, I would, Ed, yeah, he, he didn't pull no Ed Reed. Reed. That's what I would, yeah, <laughs> that's what I would have done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ed Reed came, Ed Reed just said, hey, you know, Dion didn't do that though. So that's what I'm saying, like, these guys, and really what it is, honestly, let's be real, it's these white boys and white dudes that really don't understand black culture, even though you've been talking, and that's the problem, you've been talking about black, young black men and made your career talking about young black men, 
but you really don't know the first thing about young black men or really black men, period, or the black athlete. But you comment and disseminate information, and half the time the information is bogus because your your point of view and reference point, you're not even, you know what I mean? Like, that's just why, I mean, I think we all feel that as fans of the game, particularly black fans, and we listen to these cats, we all shake our head like, what the fuck's this dude talking about? Am I lying? Facts. Am I making that up, Docs, or no. is that is that true? No, you, you're facts. That was facts. Like Mike Tyson said, you talk about me so much, you should give me half your salary. Yeah. I'm feeding all y'all. Is that what Mike said? I believe so. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, said, dude, I'm like, all y'all. these guys you couldn't have been. I'm feeding y'all and your family, putting your kids through college, talking about me every day. Yeah, one well, thing is with, you know, the, the, the stuff against Dion talking about, like, they don't want problems. There hasn't been no problems. The only problems is when the so-called people that are supposed to be reporting the news actually make up false news so they can have false narratives to talk about and make up pseudo issues and fake issues that aren't really even there. Facts. Honestly, I I haven't seen um, and I know they try to do that with Deion Sanders at his high school stuff when he was doing the high school coaching. And then when a brighter light was shed on it, it was like, well, everything's on the up and up. You have nothing bad to say about it. You can't say nothing bad about it. You know, and they were like, oh, that's just Deion. And then he, Jackson State. Oh, it's just, when is it maybe, um, you know, maybe Dion is just one of them cats where, um, hey, you know what? I'm cold at what I did. I'm cold at what I do. I'm going to let you know about it. But I have a genuine affinity for my people. And I want to see these young brothers win. That's something that I don't think they really like that. You know what I mean? I don't, they don't I think, like that. I think that they would rather have him just be about, just be totally self-centered and be a commentator so they can keep him in that box and just say, well, see, Dion's just only about the money. He's only about himself. Because that's a more comfortable narrative for them to paint the picture about him. You know what I mean? I'm going to piggyback off of that. I'm going to piggyback off of that. Perfect. So, ride me out. Listen to me out. They play Nebraska at home. They got Colorado State at home. Game four, they play Oregon in Oregon, Eugene. What you said, I, I said that because when they first, they, the game they first lose, probably against Oregon, there come all them white reporters, them haters. Here they come. And they should lose. The the thing is, they should lose to Oregon. Honestly, and Oregon should wax them. Like Oregon should beat the brakes off of them. And then the week after that, September thirtieth, they at home against who? The the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Now, see, I would say uh, uh, USC might want to be on upset alert that day. You know, now truth be told, if we go and this is no knock on Dion them, but like Oregon. And USC, their their second stringers are starters for Colorado for the most part, um, except for choice positions. You know, ain't nobody over there starting over Travis Hunter. Shadur, you're cold, but you're not Caleb Williams cold. You cold, but you ain't Caleb Williams cold. Um, now, the running backs, hey, Deion's running back room is about the same as, as USC's running back room. Um, so, see, uh, Travis thing, Hunter, I'm not looking at you know, the wide oh, yeah. receiver room, oh, Travis bad. Hunter's cold. 
Um, but USC's got a bevy of receivers. USC, top to bottom, they should wax. They should wax Colorado. Honestly, they should. That should be like forty-five to like maybe twenty-one, forty-five, twenty-eight. They should beat the shit out of Colorado. USC. Yeah, they USC should. or Oregon. Both of them. Both of those teams so should, saying, should so dog saying, walk them. Colorado be two and two going into week um, five. Yes, and we're going to stop right there because we're going to stop for a commercial break real quick. We're going to let our sponsor speak, Ballsology. If you haven't heard of them, check it out. And then we're going to come right back, and we're going to go back in with Colorado. And what do you say? We're going to hit into week five, right? Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Okay, everybody, we're right back with the docs. Now we were talking about Colorado so far. They've played. We we know that they beat TCU. I think we both agree that they should knock off Nebraska. That puts them at two and zero. Uh, I say that Oregon should smoke Colorado. What do you say? Um, that's game three, game four, game three. Is that no, game three? Oregon is game. Oregon is game four. Who's game three? TCU, Nebraska, Colorado State, and then Oregon. They should, yeah, they so should they start out three and zero. Oh. Yeah, they should be three and zero. Oh. So I think I think Colorado can beat Oregon. So, so you're gonna say Colorado's gonna go in the USC game? They're gonna be four and zero. Oh? Yes, because you don't have game film on them. This what? is your first time you've seen, not last year's Colorado one eleven. This is a new Colorado. I believe their offensive coordinator was the head coach. What they say was either Toledo or like Akron, one of those Mac schools, right? Uh, so yeah, and if you want to take, you're gonna have to. Yeah, you're probably gonna have to look at his offense from a couple years ago to kind of kind of get whatever tendencies he might have as a play caller. You ain't gonna do it different. These players that he that Dion got that he's coaching now, they got the same players that that dude had at Toledo. Come on now. Well, they're not the, yeah, they're they're higher caliber. Yes, they are better. They are better. Yeah. Well, come on, they, you can't you can't base that off of that because they had. Well, I'm talking about the concept. I'm talking about the concepts of the offense and what they're trying to do. And right. Yeah, you know, at least from the first game, one of the things I think we saw is they like to get the ball out quick. You know, they want that ball out of there. Um, within like three seconds, they're not messing around. This first holding the ball, they're not messing around. They're not messing around. And if you if you got three on the line like they did, they run the ball three or four yards. They don't. They take what you give them. Yes, that's good old fashioned football. Yeah, yeah, it is basic. Yeah, take what you give me. I'm not gonna. And I'll take my shots, but I'm gonna take what you give me. All right. Okay. So, so now, so we got a little bit of disagreement. I think that they're gonna be three and one. You say four and zero. Oh. USC again. I think USC should smoke them as well. What do you say? I think Caleb's gonna throw one or two picks. I think Dion. They're gonna lose one of them games. Oregon or USC. I know that. I'm just saying. I'm more rather it be Oregon than USC. Well, you gotta pick one. Or you gotta, well, you gotta. You gotta. So you I gotta think he's pick. gonna lose. He's gonna lose the. He's gonna lose the Oregon and beat USC. Okay. So. After five games, you have them. After five games, you're gonna have these guys sitting at four and one. I'm gonna have them sitting at three and two. Now, what's next after USC? 
They have they're on the road against Arizona State. That's an easy win. That should be a W. USC or or I'm sorry, Arizona State. Their program is a hot mess right now. They're they're in shambles. So that should be a W for Colorado. And then they're at home against Stanford, October thirteenth. Now I need to double check. Is David Shaw still the coach for Stanford? No. Okay, I have to say now, if David Shaw was still the coach for Stanford, I would say Stanford just on coaching, that's going to be one where, yeah, Coach Prime, guess what? You're just going to get out-coached that game. Because David Shaw is a coaching motherfucker. (laughs) He coached a motherfucking game. You know what I'm saying? But He does do that. But if David Shaw is not the head coach, and he's not, I'm going to have to roll with uh, Coach Prime on that one over Stanford. Okay. Then October 28th. Halloween weekend, they go to UCLA. Uh, again, I, I think yeah, I think Chip Kelly them should roll. Uh, they should beat the brakes off of, off of Colorado. They got more talent, and, and Chip Kelly has did a really good job quietly under the radar. The USC gets all the hype out in out in La La Land, but you know um, UCLA he brought them from from the edge of almost becoming Nebraska. You know what I mean, like. You know, he, he got them out of that that mediocrity where they were sitting where they had one of them teams that were, you know, now they never reached Nebraska's greatness in Nebraska's prime. But UCLA's always been a pretty solid football power. And then they went for right. a long time where they wasn't shit. You know what I mean? Like basically where Colorado is, you know, where Dion's trying to get them out of. And, and uh, I have to give Brian Kelly or not Brian uh, or Chip Kelly. I give I got to give Chip Kelly. Uh, some props because um, he, he's made UCLA very, very, very respectful or respectable and dangerous. So I, I think that. I think UCLA is going to get them. I think UCLA – and they should. I just think that, you know, like talent – and so far all the games I'm picking losses, I'm just looking at just complete talent on the team and up front, you know what I mean, that interior line on both sides. Right. I, just, I think those teams are superior and they should roll. Like, they, they honestly, if those guys are doing what they're supposed to be doing, they should smash the gas on them. And it's no knock on Dion them. It's just, it's one of the things, uh, what's Cameron them say? It is what it is. Okay. So, and then. Who's next? They're at home. They're at home against number 16, Oregon State. They should, be, they should dog walk Oregon State. They should molly walk Oregon State. Okay, then they're at home against Arizona. They should. I would say they should mollywop Arizona. Arizona's not in quite as bad shape as Arizona State, but it's close. Arizona State and Arizona. I I think I had them. I think I had them overall. um, Who's the last game of the season? They play Utah. They're gonna get smashed by Utah. Yeah, they're gonna get Utah will crush them. So I got losses. Okay, I got Oregon loss, Utah loss, uh, UCLA loss, and USC loss. Um, so I got Oregon, USC, UCLA. Yeah, I got Oregon, USC, UCLA, uh, um, uh, uh, Utah, and do they play Washington? No. So you yeah. got four losses. At least. Did we go through all the teams that they play? Yes. 
Yeah, then I, I'm looking. So, so that, I said, you said what I said. I said eight and four. Eight and four. I'm gonna yeah, let me look at this. That's what schedule. I said. I don't think you uh, think you said eight and four. I did. I said nine wins, and I said now eight and four. Okay. I yeah, because I'm, yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, because they yeah they should beat Nebraska. They should handle Colorado State. They should handle. You think that they're going to split between USC and Colorado and, and and Oregon? Yeah. So what do you think so about now. what about what what do you think about that UCLA game? Who's going to win that UCLA game? They're going to beat UCLA. See, that's why I defer. See, you got them coming out with more victories than I do. Well, I got them with nine victories then. Yeah, I got here. I'm counting. I'm looking at the schedule. I got one, two. Three, yeah, four, five, six, seven, eight. I got them eight, and I got losses. I got. Go ahead, go ahead. I got nine and three. They're gonna beat UCLA. Yeah, I got them eight and four. I got them eight and four. I I, I got the lo- I, got, I got the losses. Basically, I'm going chalk on the schedule. They're going to lose to who they're supposed to lose to. I think that Dion uh, is uh, now. The only thing I'm worried about is will they have a letdown game somewhere? Because um, like Oregon State, they are ranked. I don't believe in Oregon State, um, but they are ranked. You know what I'm saying? Dion going to beat them. Dion going to beat them because they know who they are. They not they ain't gonna beat themselves. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is, you know, there's gonna be those games. You know, that, cause I look on the schedule, and you know, it, it, because Coach Prime has a lot of hype, he got some trap games. I think Arizona State could be a trap game, um, because they're going to Arizona State, so that could be a trap game. Uh, that's what they made for. That's in, what he got them for. In state, right? Uh, uh, Colorado State. Um, in-state rivalry games are always some, you know, in-state rivalry games. You know, toss your hat up on that one. So, like Dion said, I'm coming with my Louis baggage. Okay, well, like I said, he's got some trap games. You know, and you know, and, and also uh, the Washington State game late that that second to last game because they got to go up to Pullman. Um, yeah, and the thing is, is you know, Washington State, you know, they salty, you know. Them in Oregon State, they salty as hell. They hate everybody in that country. <laughs> yep. Everybody, believe it. Yeah, so I mean, everybody. They, so those two games are automatic trap games for anybody in the Pac 12 this season. But they're, uh, they're going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Cause, you, know, hey, hey, shoot, you know, that, you know them them guys are like, you know what? We we hurting somebody this season. There's gonna be, y'all might beat us, but I'll tell you what, some of you motherfuckers are going to limp away. For some of these games, you know them cats is thinking that. <laughs> if people can say what they want, man, unless you played and you've been out there, shit. Sometimes when you're on that losing end, the motherfucking defense is like, you know what? Somebody getting hurt. We can't win. Like somebody, yeah, we yes, we can't win. But guess what? Y'all ain't going in a hundred percent the next game. Somebody gonna have to catch it, especially if you don't call the dogs off. And, you know, you keep the first teamers in or you keep a star in a little bit longer. Hey, the coaches just give you that look like, yeah, well, you know, if we get a penalty, we get a penalty. <laughs> yeah, yep. I mean? like, oh, yeah. You ain't going to do no running. Exactly, yeah. For the team. Exactly, yeah. It's like, hey, you get a penalty, you get a penalty. You know, so, you know, 
whoever's playing uh, Colorado or whoever's playing Oregon State and uh, Washington State, y'all better watch out. <laughs> Could be some good ball games, but I think Deion's gonna go to the Rose Bowl. Oh my! So Doc's prediction, uh, predicting a Rose Bowl out the gate, um, for Coach Prime. Okay, not the Rose Bowl. Maybe So do you think he'll make what do they call it a um a uh, uh, yeah a a New Year's Day Six Bowl? I think that's what they call it. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're calling it right now. So you were saying that Paul Feinbach, because I was listening to his you know ass, because I, I got to listen to him on my route, and he was saying that uh, there's no way that they'll go to a New Year's Six Bowl. Wherever, Deion, wherever they get their bowl, the tickets will sell out. Absolutely. Every bowl, every bowl commission knows that. Wherever Colorado is going, it's going to sell out within seconds. Oh, right absolutely. Well, because you're going to get – um, you know, Colorado, and that's the thing is, hey, people in Colorado got money, so they're gonna get that, right. you know, so they got disposable yeah. income to travel, so they're gonna travel. Plus, um, you go. plus whoever they're playing, that team's gonna travel. Plus, like you said, all the fans and people that may not necessarily be hardcore college football fans, but they're football fans and they know about Deion Sanders. And just because, oh, oh, Deion's gonna be in town or Dion's going to be a cut like basically in our state, maybe a couple hours away. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I promise you. Um, I, what I'm hoping, I ain't going to lie. I hope they ask, uh, now I ain't, I don't want a failure of a season, but I, I need them to lose just enough to get their ass placed to the Alamo bowl. Look at your ass. <laughs> yeah, baby. I'll yeah. I'll be in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, baby. I need Dion them to get to just. They're gonna win more games. No, I don't think. You know what? I think that they're, they're actually probably, honestly, they're probably like an Alamo Bowl favorite if you did projections, especially after week one, and kind of see because you know they was everybody was hating, hurting on them at the beginning of the season. Like, oh man, they're only gonna win two, three games, or if they win just four, that's an accomplishment. Dion's gonna be bowl eligible. And, I, I'm th- and honestly, yeah, I, I'm thinking, you. I'm thinking like the way I'm thinking that they're probably going to shake out where, um, uh, cause USC will probably win it. And then, well, actually them or Utah will probably win it. So that's one, two. Yeah, there you go. And then, the and then I'm thinking it's going to be either UCLA or Oregon. Sitting at three, no. four. Colorado's now, LA, now Colorado might be able to get up in there to where they're that third or fourth. But I really think that uh, I think that there there'd be a really good Alamo Bowl candidate. I'm gonna go ahead and get that going now. I'm gonna go ahead and let folks know. Yeah, we need Coach Prime in in Alamo City. Hey, because you know wherever that Colorado signs up, that first day they get both eligible. Everybody's gonna be ready to back to the Colorado game. Everybody, like you said, the casual fans. If it's in their state and city, they go into the game. Oh, I promise you. So, therefore, when they win that sixth game, hey, every commission going to want that team playing in their bowl game. Everybody's going to want that game. So. Oh, absolutely. So, I think that we've exhausted Coach Prime, at least for this week. Um, 
I think that they should roll against Nebraska. Like we talked about, uh, that coach, you know, he ran his mouth a lot about Deion them this summer. So there's plenty of bulletin board material, and it's a natural Bye. rival. They should take care of business. Now, um, the other, to me, the other biggest news, uh, at least for last week, was how good Florida State looked in that quarterback. Now, he, he had a couple passes that was, eh, but I tell you what, they got that big receiver and that quarterback. Yeah, and that quarterback, I tell you what now, I know the kid from North Carolina in the ACC gets all the pub, but that kid from Florida State looked damn good, bro. You see that defensive line? Yes. Say the Seminoles, man. Seminoles are coming on. And, exactly. I, and I ain't mad at it. I, I think college football is good when, when Florida State is good. You know, and or is it that LSU's quarterback was that terrible? I well, that's something that I've been saying um, for since since I've seen him uh, with Brian Kelly. I think he transferred over. From, I believe yeah. uh, that's the kid transferred over from Arizona State. And yeah. and uh, I'm gonna yeah. ask with you. I think the SEC might be too much for him because even though Florida State uh-huh. is a, a ACC school, but I'm just saying the speed of the game. That kid, he looked a lot better out in Arizona State than he has at LSU. Like, I, I, right. I, I don't know if it's the offensive philosophy of LSU. I don't know what it is, but that kid, he don't look 100% comfortable. And he doesn't really look like he can throw the ball that well. Like, honestly, he doesn't, like, uh, to me, it's like. The team, he, that's not an LSU team of old, neither. Man, dude, I tell you they what. They can't run the ball. I, I tell you what, I hate to say it, man. That, I don't even hate to say it. I would take. That, uh, honestly, at this point for LSU, I would take the uh, Mizzou Tiger quarterback, Cook, over. Honestly, I would take Cook. I would over, too. I would take Cook over the kid at LSU. I would too. Because I definitely think that he has a better arm. Like I don't know something about that kid at LSU, but his arm seems like it's weak. Like I don't know. Like I don't know. It looks terrible. Yeah, like something about that kid. I, I, it's like he looked good. He don't good. like pressure neither. Yeah, like he looked pretty good at Arizona State. He was like freshman of the year at a Pac-12, and he looked pretty solid. But he looks like doo-doo. Like last year, I thought like, okay, they need to replace him. And then I found out, oh, that's the kid from Arizona State. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I need to give him a second look because I remember he looked good at Arizona State. He looks like doo-doo, man. Like they need to get him like but- hey, L.A. Hey. Tell you what, old boy might not make it through the season if he keeps him starting. He's not. He's not. He got paid though, so he's not chipping. And then, and then the game that I loved and I watched that game was Duke. I was so happy. <laughs> you know what? In in retrospect, I guess I I can't say I'm I'm probably happy that we didn't. You know, because you remember I wanted OU to get uh, Dabo. I didn't want them. Yeah. I wanted. I was like, I want Dabo. Well, you know what? what it's probably you. good that we didn't get Dabo. Probably He's not that man. Yeah, yeah, Dabo. A lot of kids heard you talk about that NIL money, and if they you didn't want them to get their money, they didn't want to come to your school. Yeah. Well, I think Dabo wanted them to get their money, but just the old school way under the table, like Deshaun. No, nah, Dabo don't want them to get their money at all. Man, them niggas was getting money, Clemson. He can say what he want. He know good and well you did not recruit Deshaun Watson, Sammy Watkins, uh, DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. That group. That came through Clemson. That like that group 
right before Deshaun that got them legitimate where they was really with Todd Boyd. Yeah. When they was really knocking on the door, scaring motherfuckers, and then they was like, guess what? We got this young nigga coming in from Georgia now. Deshaun Boyd. Well, yeah. yeah. And they kept talking about Deshaun. They was like, You think we good? We're gonna be even better with with this kid coming. And it was lights out. Now you can't tell me. I'm sorry, Dabo. I don't believe you. Some some of them niggas was getting paid. Ah, them niggas weren't going there for free. <laughs> he's gonna be gone by end of season two, though. He'll be out of there. You think? You know, I don't games. think Clemson will run Dabo out. Now nah, he's gonna, he ain't gonna like, win five games. Now nah, I tell you what. Now nah, if they if they only win four or five games, I can see him getting run out. But I think he he'll get the, the season ten and one last year, and then you lose four straight, and you come into season losing one. So you you're you're ten and five right now. That's big. You're on a four five game losing streak. Yeah. That's major. And you was ranked number nine in the country. So I don't know. Yep. So that's just me. I'm glad they lost. I hope they lose <laughs> the next four, five, six games. <laughs> All right, now I believe in uh Texas we got Texas and Alabama this week too. Yes, sir. Now, do we uh are we gonna get uh, will we get an Arch Manning sighting or hell no? Nah, we ain't gonna get one. He's gonna save that boy. Okay. Now the battle of the quarterbacks. Do you think it's gonna be the brother? Uh and he looked pretty good last season. He looked pretty good in the opening game. Uh this looks like a more of a Nick Saban this type of game. Alabama game or Alabama team. This seems like one of them grind them out Alabama squads. You know what I mean? One of them old school squads. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So who you got That's on? So needs. so who you got on this game? You going with Bama or you going with Alabama. Texas? Alabama. Oh, he's calling a shot. He's going with Bama. All right. Now, do we have any other games of note? Uh, who's playing? Now, it's, it's, now Texas A and M plays who? Who cares? They play somebody major though. Until Ohio State, Miami. Who they play? A and M, man. Like, sorry. It's a big time game for him too, though. It's, it's a big time game. I don't game think for I don't think I don't think A and M is considered big time. Like I I, I don't I mean, like, and I think they're, they're ranked. What? What are they ranked? I don't even know if they're ranked. If they are, uh, are they're they ranked. ranked. Are they? Yeah. Let's see. Let me. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, we'll look at the. Who's pulled? They ranked 23. All right, I'm going to go with on three. I like their stuff. I, I'm not big on ESPN, and I'm not big on the AP. I like I like on three. Okay, Georgia, Michigan, Bama, Florida State, Ohio State, Washington, Penn State, USC, Texas, Notre Dame. That's our top ten. Um, okay, they got, they got A&M at number 20. See, told you. Yes, who are they playing? So who they play this week? Who they oh, play? I don't know. Let me see. I'm I, I'm not an A and M fan, so I don't really know. I ain't either. And I ain't gonna lie. I went. Uh, we went to that A and M football camp this summer. It was really overhyped. It's just too many. It's too many campers. If uh, parents, if you really, really got some serious kids about balling, don't send them to that one. 
because it's just a bunch uh, of it's it's bunch, well, yeah, that's it's, for boosters only yeah it's, a, it's basically a booster camp you got a bunch of kids out there yeah. ain't none of them like they don't really want to work they just want it man like dude you should have seen these motherfuckers what they was coming up into the thing with they had fans coolers mini televisions every accoutrement and, and creature comfort for their little dorm room it's like dude you ain't gonna be there like two and a half days Straight up, it's like man, my son brought like man, that, that dude brought a blanket. Man, he brought a blanket, a gym bag, and a pillow. It's like let's go, let's get it. I'm, I come to Damn. work. Yeah, I'm coming to work. These cats, man. Yeah. So any serious baller, uh, I'm just gonna tell. I'm I'm sorry, Jimbo. Uh, your camp is trash. You know what I mean? Like now, there was some good competition. There was a few other kids there. Like you know, there was some kids there that was trying to get it. But there's not enough of them. There's not. There was. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, it, it, it should it be booster, said, yeah, it, booster club only. Yeah, exactly. That's what it should have been. The booster club only. Because when you were showing the pictures of it, I saw a thousand kids out there on that field. Yeah, and that's what and that's what my son said. He goes, you know, the, the coaches were good. They had a lot of the players that were giving instruction too. They were, he was like, that was good. And but the only thing is. It's just that you don't get enough of that time with those guys because yeah. there's so many kids. Now, one thing that I did notice is the kids that were pretty legit when they was running through their drills, coaches might give them a little extra time. Definitely the players. Like, we had players that, like, the players, this is game recognized game. You see a young cat that's like, okay, he can go. Those guys would give them a little something extra. The rest of them, they wouldn't even pay attention to <laughs> Right. It's all about that money. Yeah, they wouldn't even pay attention to it. It's all about that yeah. money. They weren't even giving them no time at all. Like, yeah, whatever, man. You had 300 kids at football camp. Yeah, but yeah, and also I think one thing that hurt them too was uh, uh, the practice field. They're doing a lot of construction over there. So, like, they only oh, had, okay. like, one, really one section of practice field that they can use. Like, and it was, like, two of the uh, – of the 50 yard fields you know what i'm saying because all the yeah. rest of that all the rest of that stuff is under construction so because they like they got a whole complex just for football like a whole indoor where they got like the field like they that's just gonna be nice once they get it all built you know they put a lot of money in that program but as far as the camp go to no to no yeah. championship yeah yeah exactly but that's you know because i did you know do a little bit of homework on AM since we went to that camp and for what I understand, there's a lot of internal politics at that campus. And it's like they can't keep, like, a campus president. And they can't seem to keep, like, uh, an athletic director. It's like they can't keep anything steady where you got a president of the school with a vision for the school. You have an athletic director that has a clear-cut vision of what the program is going to be. They just throw money. Like I honestly, A and M just they just throw. Yeah, we're just gonna have the biggest stadium. Yeah, because like Cal Field, like honestly, it's big, but it's not impressive. It's like, dude, it's just a lot of brick. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, but it's not impressive. Like it doesn't look like it's like like, and Justice, like you know, he got to go up inside of it, and I'm like, what do you think? He goes, he goes, he really honestly, he he wasn't all that impressed. He's like. Because once you get in there, like inside on the field itself, he's like, not really much. He's like, so uh, little Joe won't be going there. I know. Well, uh, he just as far as like 
you know, because, you know, A&M, they always, oh, Kyle Field, blah, blah. Like, dude, it's just a lot of brick, honestly. <laughs> it's a, you know, it's a lot. Where would you want him to go? Oh, uh, shh, man, right now, I don't think he really cares. You know what I'm saying? He just, just happy to be there. You know what I'm saying? He just, he just getting his feet wet. <laughs> so he don't really, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to think who he said. As far as college ball, who do you, I don't think he really, like, got to, like, a team team. You know what I mean? Okay. He's got. I know in the pros, um, I think he said he uh, he likes the Commanders. He like he likes Terry McLaurin, scary Terry. That's his hey, dude. He's gonna be nice this season under Eric the Enemy. That's his dude. He loves he's gonna Terry. be real that, that, nice under Eric the Enemy, Bubba. Yeah, that, that's he's his gonna boy. be nice. I got this. Hey, my surprise sleeper of the NFL is the Washington Commanders. Oh snap! Okay, all right, going with the B Enemy love. Shoot, you think the enemy's going to take over Ron Rivera's job? That's what he went there for. That's what Ron Rivera said. That's why he got him there. For championship experience, and when it's time for him to go get fired, he wants somebody to know what they're doing to take the position. What Andy Reid should have done. Well, I think I think Andy Reid probably was like, you know, um, eventually, but I don't think Andy Reid has any designs of going nowhere. I think Andy Reid. Not now he don't. Well, he got but Mahomes. You gave Nagel that title. Well, he you got, gave Nagel that title. There is, though. He got Mahomes. Andy Reid is going to be just like Belichick. As long as I got this motherfucker, I ain't thinking about going nowhere. Yeah. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah. But, I mean, but I'm, not I'm glad. Hey, I'm Mahomes glad. Is, Mahomes uh, is a cheat code. But honestly, I think that, uh, that Mahomes, man, he is. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it up to him. I'm going to say, look, man, he is in that echelon. Uh, the Brady's. I think he's better than than uh, Peyton Manning now, right now. He's did he's did way more than Peyton Manning did in a lot shorter time. And Eli. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, Eli. Yeah, and and, I, and honestly, honestly, he's did more than Tom Brady in a, in a, a condensed time period. Man, what? Uh, uh, Patrick it's Mahomes is only in what seven years in the league, six years in the league, maybe. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, I'm saying and he's already got two chips, and he's win the three. He's already got two and seven all division titles. Yeah, so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I mean, like he, like, man, he is for all intents and purposes, he's the new Tom Brady in the NFL. Like that dude, if the game is close at all, at all, <laughs> you, it's almost like, well, hell, you know, they're gonna win. Don't talk about. Yeah. We'll be in Vegas this year, baby. Yeah, man. Yeah, with Brady, you know, or with with Mahomes, that's how he is, man. It's like if it's close, and they got, you know, if it's within maybe ten points, and it's like four minutes left, that's still. Hey, if the Chiefs get a stop, yeah, if they get a stop, it's like because they gonna score, so if they get a stop and get the ball back. Psh. We got Justin Ross now. Now where did where did he come from Clemson? Huh? Ross didn't he come from Clemson? From where? Clemson. He's a dabo cat. He's a dabo. Yeah. yeah. He played for Arizona. Got hurt at Arizona. And he's, yeah. He's yeah. He transferred to Clemson. Yeah, but but Clemson ain't paying nobody. Okay. But he's a big. Boy. He's a big boy too. He's like Josh. Uh, Josh. What was Josh's name? Oh, you talking about that? Oh, 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 the dude from, that was real good at Cleveland. Josh Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Kansas City had him last season. He just couldn't couldn't catch the ball. Well, it's not a good if you're a receiver and you can't catch the ball now. Can't catch the ball and you're a receiver, that ain't good. And we got we got Sky Moore, we got Tony, we got them two tight ends, the black dude and great. We all right. Well, I'll tell you what, uh what's up with um with Travis Kelsey? Now we done pivoted from college football to pro football. So we did this is just football talk, period. This is gonna be football talk. So now we're into the pro game. So what's up with Kelsey? Because they say Kelsey is hurt for the first game. So what's up with that? I sit him out. And that's tonight. Now, do you think that they can beat Detroit without Travis Kelsey? I don't care. I got my two tight ends. I got four receivers, three running backs. I don't need Kelsey to sit out for 17 games. We're trying to get to Vegas. So you think that they can beat Detroit without Travis Kelsey? You were disrespecting the Lions like that? Yes. No, it's not disrespect. It's about who we are now. Championship ways of it in Kansas City. So, well, you know, that's like that's, close, hey, the, hey, now, now with with the nondescript offensive talent aside from uh, uh, Kelsey that the Chiefs have, it, hey, it does look a little bit like New England when it was Tom and Gronk and then just a bunch of dudes. Now, um, if you took Gronk away, you know, people was like, well, damn. Tom ain't got Gronk. You know what I'm saying? Now, you take Kelsey away from Mahomes, and you're saying that it don't matter. That they're still going to beat Detroit. They're going to take out Jared Goff, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. They're going to be playing without Chris Jones. Because Chris Jones said he's holding out until week eight at the bare minimum. And we'll be five and three at week eight. So you think, and you think five and three will be sufficient enough coming out of week eight, and they'll still have enough to make the playoffs? Because we can run six straight off Kansas City, baby. We can run six straight off easily. Okay, folks, uh, y'all hearing uh, the the quote unquote speaker for Chiefs Kingdom, the docs. He's speaking for the entire Chiefs Kingdom, the quote unquote Chiefs Kingdom, and so he has said it, people. Y'all can go five and three, survive not having Chris Jones. You don't need to play Travis Kelsey, and you'll still reel off six straight after going five and three, make the playoffs, and we'll go to the Super Bowl. Correct? Las Vegas, here we come, baby. Here we come, Vegas. Bottles up. What goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. Wow. So, Chiefs Kingdom, y'all have a new speaker. The Docs has spoken. I don't want to hear nothing else from nobody else from the Chiefs unless they go through you. If you look up the stats on our two tight ends that we do have, one is Gray. I can't think of the other guy's name. Oh, time out. So you're saying we. So you are a full-fledged Chiefs fan. You know that, man. No, I I don't. You know what? I'm going to put the the feet to the the, – time out. I'm going to put the the feet – The Rams disappointed me and moved away. No, 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 time out. I know, no, no, time out. I got to put the feet to the fire because um, I don't recall – honestly, I don't recall anybody I grew up with, like at least when we were young where fandom is made and where you're like, it's my team. I don't recall nobody that was a Kansas City Chiefs fan where we're from, and we're from Missouri. Columbia, in fact, I don't yeah, recall nobody, Columbia, and I and I love my cuz who was handing out the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs cards. Nobody wanted none of them glossy motherfuckers. You could none, man. 
I mean, we come in for resale, but man, you want these cards? Ain't nobody want none of them Chiefs cards. He was like, you got some Cardinal cards? No, we don't have no Cardinal from, card. Well, hell, you ain't got Cardinal From for- the time they got Christian Okoye, I've been a fan. Okay, from I give you that. I ex- give you that. So that was probably like, that, that, that's junior high. That's like junior high. So Elvis, Elvis Garbach, Rich Gannon. All right, yeah, you got you got uh, you got If you're going to be a Chiefs fan, you got to give me some names of the past. All right, there you go. You so got two. I'm, I'm, I'm going Larry. I'm going Larry Johnson from Ooh, Penn State. Okay. Keep going. You know, the X. You got to go with the X. Dante. Oh, the human. The, the running back. Yeah, the human joystick. Right. Come on now. Yeah, Dante Hall now. was cold. Dante Hall was cold. Come on now. What about Derek Thomas? Who is Kansas' best running back? I'm going to go with uh, Priest. Uh, Texas A&M boy, Princess, Princess Holmes. Priest Holmes. No, he went to Texas. Yeah. He went to, he went to yeah. UT. I'm going to go with Priest Holmes. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. There's another UT prize. See, they had Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes is from uh, Texas. But um, I don't know, bro. There was a brother named Jamal. Johnson, well, I don't think Joe, Larry Johnson had a, had a long enough career in yeah. Kansas City. To well, be they, they ran him out of Kansas City because he was a bad man. But unquote. he was a bad yeah. boy in the playoffs. Hey, so that now, was a bad, now, big old now, boy. Now, I'll tell you what. Jamal Charles. I forgot about Jamal, yeah. but that was early. Because you know what? He, the, that, he actually – hey, J- Jamal, hey, Jamal, we was, hey, Jamal was giving uh, AP work as the best back. Like, you know, there, there was a legitimate argument there for a couple of years because Jamal Charles was racking off. Of, I wasn't – my thing was I wasn't thinking up-to-date backs. You see, I went all the way back into the 90s backs. I was in the 90s, 80s and 90s backs. Yeah, Jamal I never Charles. Went to this, I never came up this far. I just that's why I said Prince Holmes. Well, you said the best backs. In, about, you said the I best backs in Chiefs history. In that category. Well, uh, what about Barry Word? Uh, I, I say Barry Word is better than Christian Okoye. You can <laughs> see that's where me and you go wrong because yeah, you're a fact stuffer, so yeah. You might be right. I ain't got oh, to make yeah. Because you look at the numbers and you go look at the tape. Christian Coyier had gonna, like two. Christian Coyier had two Bird great years and was unstoppable on Tecmo Bowl. But yes, he was. If you look, if you look at the production, the body of work, I don't know that he's better than Barry Word. Barry Word. That's why I say. And Barry Word it seemed like he was a little bit more, actually, a lot more reliable. Than Christian right, he was. He was. So who's the best all-around chief of all time? Are you talking about for running backs? I got Derek Thomas. Oh, just chief, period? I would say, yeah, DT. Yeah. I would say Derek Thomas, um, and then um, uh, some of them guys on that Super Bowl team, like Lenny Dawson. I know they had uh, – uh, I know they had a pretty good receiver. I forget his name. And then they, they had some good uh, defensive players. Some of the old yeah. school, they had some good old school defensive players, but uh, I know in the '80s, Deron Cherry was cold as a safety. He should probably oh. be in the Hall of Fame. Honestly, he I think he's kind of like overlooked. Um, he, he is cold. Albert Lewis, I remember they had two really good corners. Albert Lewis, and I forget. I forgot we had Big Boy in the front of, in the in the, the middle. I forgot about him. Who? Uh, uh, well, they had, hey, you remember that Chiefs defense with Neil Thomas or uh, Neil, Neil Simon? That was him. Yeah, uh, Neil Smith. Neil, Neil Smith. Neil Smith from Nebraska. 
They had uh, Derek Thomas, uh, Dan Saliamua, a defensive tackle, the Samoan dude. Uh, remember Percy? The quarterback was uh, Montana, wasn't it? Yep, Montana. They had Percy Snow, was another linebacker that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Chiefs. They. Um, I was never like I never was a Super Chiefs fan. Um, I got I liked them more um, when they got Joe Montana and Marcus Allen. Them. That's when I started kind of cheering for them a little bit. But nah, I, I was I'm never honestly. Grown. I was never. I was always a Cardinals fan. Like I was a Cardinals. Because you remember, I moved away in sixth grade. Yeah, I remember when you moved. Yeah, when you moved. So like, uh, but you moved to Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, so, I, I, I yeah, was, I was. I was still a. I was still a L.A. Rams, Chargers fan, Oakland, St. Louis fan. Now, see, I, yeah, I, I, I see, my team was St. Louis, man. I used to love the Cardinals. That was my for my yeah. football team. My, my favorite running back. Yeah. Well, you remember. Like that, Stump Mitchell, OJ Anderson. I remember the quarterback. We had Neil Smith, or not Neil Smith, Neil Lomax. And then, like, my favorite receiver was uh, Roy Green, Roy Jeskine Green. Oh, yeah? Yep. That was my dude. I used to love the Cardinals. And then they moved. And then, uh, you know, honestly, Docs, I remember when St. Louis Rams moved to Missouri. Missouri gave the Rams way more love than the Chiefs. Way more and like even Chiefs, in our hometown where we're from, like it was a Rams town. It was not a Chiefs town. No, it's always Fact. been like for football. Columbia had always been like Cardinals until they left, and people kind of cheered for the Chiefs because that was the only thing they had. I, I had me a Rams pullover. Yeah, yeah. As soon as St. Louis got the Rams, it was like man, Missouri was Rams. It's like Missouri was an NFC state. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't fuck with the AFC. Missouri like the fuck Nigga with from Columbia. Hence where we got that from. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I know, I, I just know that fucking, like, I, nobody really yeah. fucked with the Chiefs like that. Until it became, yeah, like, the only I'm, team I'm in the that state. one. I've been riding with since the 80s, baby. Who, the Chiefs? Yeah. Yeah. I've been riding with them. Can, Damn, uh, the Tigers ride with them. Yeah, I honestly, like all, all my favorite pro, all my favorite pro teams have always come from whichever my favorite running back. All right, well I tell you what, we're up against the docks. We've had a good convo. We done, we done went all around the football world, and we will be back. This is Brother Red signing off. Docks, he had to jump on up out of here. So again, this is Brother Red. No vultures. Remind everybody, do the knowledge. Peace.